to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. What? That? What? Eat that? I'm starving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm nowhere near that hungry. No, no, thank you. No way, no. <laughs> we have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by because we're we're so lost. We need a complex guy, sweetheart. We're also rewatching the classic ABC (laughs) TV series Lost. Uh, How are you doing tonight, Uh, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And we have our uh, our chat room here, uh, 8.30 p.m. This this week, Monday night, 8.30 p.m. We have no idea what it's going to be next time. It's not going to be next week because we Mm -hmm. have both shows next week. Yeah, but you can always uh, keep an eye on our Twitter, our Twitter at universe underscore box for now. There will uh, be I'll probably be making a We're So Lost tomorrow. For when we get for when we go live with We're So Lost. This is this is six months after episode we've recorded episode one roughly. Uh six if you're, months? We're gonna wait that long? No, I'm saying yeah, it, it was Oh, since we recorded the so, last one. Yes. It was in June, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's you. been a while uh, mm-hmm. since it's been a while since we recorded the last episode, <laughs> but it, uh, we're back uh, for more Lost, and we're so excited. We to be are here. so excited, and we are so Definitely. lost. But uh, before before we uh, get started, Amory, we have uh, since we're going to we be doing rules. this on a regular basis now. Anytime we have a hiatus from one of our other fan cast, and we have a three month hiatus coming up from yeah, both so of them, we'll be doing so a lot of Lost. We'll be doing at least I would say at least one a week, mm-hmm. possibly more. Yes. Because we're used to doing two shows a week anyway. Exactly. But we have some some ground rules for you chatters. One major, major rule. This is directed mostly at you, Michael Lucero. (laughs) Um, We are not watching ahead, but we know many of you have. Please, please, please do not post spoilers past the episode we are on in the chat room or in the episode comments. We will not be afraid to boot you or mute you. Yeah, because normally we really don't care about spoilers too much. much. uh, But the whole conceit of the show is that we're so lost uh, that we don't know what's going on with Lost, the series. So we want to make sure to maintain as pure an experience as possible. Yes, I'm even going to copy and paste the rules. Into the chat room. Into the chat room mostly because I know mm-hmm. that Michael can't hear us. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, I, I guess we should go ahead. Uh, we're t- the, tonight we're talking episode two, pilot part two. Uh, so, Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the rhyming episode summary, and then we'll uh, get digging in on this uh, discussion here. Okay. Charlie Pace is a horrible junkie. He's lucky his dope wasn't nabbed by a monkey. (laughs) Saeed leads the team high up on the hill to see if anyone's listening still. Kate is the prisoner. It's not who we thought. They all play a part in the end of the pilot. Because only so much rhymes with pilot. And we used pilot last uh, last week. Uh, (laughs) Pilot! 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 Pilot part two. Amory, what'd you think? Yay! Bring it on! 
bring it on, bring it on. You enjoyed it? Yes. Better, yes. better or worse than uh, the first part of the pilot? I remember enjoying the first half of the pilot and go, guys, please, I want to watch more. <laughs> and I have to keep, sc- I've had to scroll by it for six months going, that'd be a great show to binge watch. But we can't. But I can't. So, yeah. It's, it's really good. You? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to enjoy this episode of the podcast uh, more, too, because I, w- I went back and listened to the re-listened to the first part of We're mm-hmm. So, or first episode of We're So Lost. And in a lot of ways, it was a big commercial for our Patreon because we wanted to unlock this podcast, you know? Right. So I, I'm glad that we'll be able to just, you know, dig in and talk about uh, the show. But first, let's talk about our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and get started here uh, with, with uh, the first point. Okay. Okay, so okay. Sawyer, when they're in the jungle, uh, you know, heading up the mountain, yeah. heading up the hill, uh, he has a line there, uh, which which I thought was pretty uh, prescient and pretty – it felt very thematic, uh, at least for his character. He says, mm-hmm. I'm the criminal. You're the terrorist. We all have a part to play. Yeah. Uh, now, Sawyer, I noticed, is all about labeling people. Uh, you, you know, before they even le- go off on their adventure, he puts the, the hero label on Jack, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it, it feels like uh, we as an audience are being directed to do the same. To, that Everybody we, has a part, yeah. That we should be applying, uh, you know, the, these very broad stereotypes, these big labels, these bi- putting all these characters into big buckets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, Sawyer, uh, Sawyer's the criminal, Saeed's yep. the terrorist, uh, uh, Jack's the hero, and then, you know, Hurley is the voice of reason. Hearts. Uh, Charlie is the junkie. Yep. Uh, Shannon. But he's a junkie with a heart of gold. I like the point where um, mm. Kate like yells at somebody, probably Shannon, because she deserves it. Um, <laughs> and the uh, Charlie's like, she may not look it, but she's very nice. <laughs> I was like, that's that's precious. Speaking of Shannon, though, Shannon and yes. Boone are the spoiled little rich kids. Fact. Uh, that with kind of Ish. like a weird vibe, like I don't know, I got, got a weird, weird kind of. No, almost, I, I got kind of a creepy vibe off of them a little bit. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, Sawyer Rules has just joined the chat room. Oh, nice. Uh, so obviously Sawyer, Sawyer likes Sawyer apparently ruling. rules. <laughs> Things. Okay, uh, so I, I wonder if Sawyer states this so uh, plainly. Oh, your lower thirds are wrong. Ah, drat. Oh, well. <laughs> what can we do? What can we do? I, I'll, I'll fix it for next week. Uh, yeah, those lower thirds sh- should say season one, episode two. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I wonder if Sawyer states it so plainly uh, because uh, we'll get uh, these expectations subverted over time if they're introducing these broad stereotyped characters only to tear down those stereotypes through the course of the season or the Ooh, that series. would be fun. And I feel like if that's not the case, then Sawyer labeling everyone so plainly, even though it's the pilot, it's the mm-hmm. first episode or for episodes, you know, I feel like it might be a little too on the nose. Just a little bit. A little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Maybe. But I mean, then again, I, I still liked it mm-hmm. and everything. I, I just thought it was kind of interesting that it seems like, and I kind of wonder what about Sawyer makes him want to label everybody like this, too. Because he's probably always been labeled. That, 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 he's that probably be always been labeled. And, mm-hmm. well, I mean, kind of looks looks like a criminal he's got like the greasy hair not that they all are you know clean at this moment mm-hmm. but he just he's rough around the edges and you know yeah. just sitting I, there chain smoking and all i could that. see that he seems very defensive and everything too so i wouldn't be surprised yeah you know, if, if maybe he's a criminal who just hasn't been caught 
Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Well, he does. Uh, he does call himself the criminal, although the real criminal, the real criminal is is somebody else. Kate. Oh, Kate. Oh, Kate. Oh, her Kate. secret. <laughs> so this just left me with like seven hundred and sixty-four questions. So here's the cliff notes of those. Mm-hmm. Um, what was her crime? Was it a violent crime? Because. I don't know. Like, she seems almost like a uh, like embezzling or something. Embezzling or industrial espionage. Some, kind of thing. yeah, very much more spy than I think. But mm-hmm. you know, did she really not know how to unarm the gun, or was she just you know doing that because mm-hmm. you know um, it was a show and she didn't want to let on that she was violent? Um, oh, I will say, uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room says that Sawyer was originally supposed to be a New York City con man uh, before the writers noticed uh, Josh Holloway's great Southern accent. So that's kind of interesting. That's an, that's a very different. Uh, mm-hmm thing it takes seven seconds to judge or form a first impression it does mm-hmm. it do- and that's you know that explains why the part of the labeling going back to your point is whether you try to or not you always label people you yeah. don't you don't want to but there's instantly you see somebody like i'm the disheveled tired mm-hmm. mother no matter where i am <laughs> or the i am so basic as i walk around target with my starbucks buying yoga pants see like <laughs> I, I i've never you label i i've never really felt myself operate that way you may not feel it but there's got to be at least a percentage Mm -hmm. you don't do it consciously i i also know that even even if i i don't see that in myself i one i probably do two a lot of people are that way right and it's just a it's kind of a kind of a shorthand you can adopt to kind of make your day-to-day interactions easier you know right you you can look at someone assess them okay they go in this bucket now i can move on with my day this person isn't a question mark to me anymore i can i can move on right you You at least know how to take them and like what kind of grain of salt you can take them from Mm -hmm. okay sorry back to kate and her silly little secrets Mm -hmm. where are they coming from is that ever said uh, i believe it's, i mean i guess it's like south pacific indian ocean ish i think it's a, I th- it might be australia they might I don't be coming think from it's australia coming from australia it, and it's probably said so if someone in the chat room wants to let us if know if it's been said yet if it has not been said yet don't tell me exactly or i will kick you out not mm. that i have ops but you know oh i do actually not <laughs> that i know ops. how to do that yeah um so obviously they're going to the United States. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know, U.S. Marshall is not going to be on a flight from somewhere to not the United mm-hmm. States. Um, why is said U.S. Marshall such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. A, he is For, a like big jerk. At, at both times where we see him, mm-hmm. he is an asshole. I may have gone yay <laughs> when he got hit in the head and passed out, mm-hmm. and I'm glad she was able to find the keys because that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they diverted. Yeah, uh, other Emery says uh, they don't reveal it in this episode, but okay. they said they were diverted to Fiji and they're off course. Uh, and okay. Poke Canada gives us a, Poke, a I'm going to – hold on here. Let me put, put those rules in there. By the way. Yeah, but he was – the marshal <laughs> was, was kind of a jerk. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a pass on that one, Poke. Um, yeah, but for all we know, he had he had every right to be. Right, we, again, we, don't because know we don't what, know her crime. Yeah, we don't know what her crime was. And like I, I believe we mentioned last 
last episode oh, of We're So season? Lost. Uh, yes. I, I believe we mentioned that I've seen most of the first season before, yeah. but it was 10 years ago, so I don't remember hardly any of it. Right. I forgot that Kate was... The criminal? The criminal. Like, Oh, was that a fun revelation for you then? It was. It was. Like, all through my notes, too, I was like, oh, man, Sawyer's the criminal. Yeah, he's a jerk. He's a criminal. He's the, he's the guy with the handcuffs. He's the guy who took out the marshal. This, that, the other. No. Nope. Completely nope. wrong the whole time. But completely. Wait, the pilot said it before he was killed. Oh, did he? Uh-oh. Okay, so yeah, they were coming from Australia. <laughs> well, I knew they were a thousand miles off course. I missed the Australia. Okay. Um, and it, to be fair, it has been six months since we uh, watched it, the pilot, too. I actually watched it again this oh, week before I watched the second one, just so that I uh, wasn't crazy. Okay, <laughs> Um, she was also very well-dressed for being a prisoner. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me go back to the marshal and his ass. Which, which is part of the reason I, th- I thought she might be like a white-collar white criminal, because she was in a nice business suit. Right. Her hair was curled, and it mm-hmm. appeared that there was makeup and the such but the dude wakes up in the middle of surgery and goes where is she Mm. um you're crashed on an island and they just pulled out part of a plane well he probably doesn't even realize that necessarily i mean he's all out of it and the last thing he remembers is he had a prisoner sitting next to him and i mean and he offered them juice that's his his gig Mm -hmm. you know so so I, I can understand him being concerned about that right off the... Gotcha. That's fair. That's right fair. off the clip. But, oof, he would, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, you know, focus on the pain, buddy. Something I thought was uh, kind of interesting about that whole deal was, like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Jack, as Sawyer says, is the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be doing heroic things, working for the greater good. But I w- in the situation they're in on the island uh, with the, the marshal kind of halfway to dead anyway, mm-hmm. was it really a good use of Jack's time to be dealing with him when for instance we have a pregnant woman on the island who's been through two serious Um, uh, incidents uh, in the past little bit i mean there's so much other stuff going on that he could be doing to help everybody to help the group he's a doctor yeah but it seems like it just a it seems even his doctorly skills could be put to better more more better use that would come to a better outcome or a more positive because i mean him saving this marshall guy it was he didn't know it was a marshall guy it's a thing with like doctors and nurses they just you you save who you have to save and like he said he thought they'd already be you know in a hospital Mm -hmm. i i'm just saying it feels it feels like uh and i'm I'm not saying that he knew it it was the marshall guy i'm just using that as a point of reference I but it seems like his his doctorly skills could have been put to use better off elsewhere in the island, especially since this guy looked like he wasn't going to make it anyway. But he didn't know that for sure, and yeah, but I mean, he did know for sure that there was a, a pregnant woman who had you know had a couple of serious you know mishaps, a plane crash, be falling head face first into sand yeah uh and you know there there were other people with less serious injuries who might have been able to be helped more i'm just saying like and i'm thinking of this from like a first season of walking dead kind of perspective like what what is the better benefit to the group as a whole and this feels almost like a waste of jack's skill set uh in service of the group you know, because I mean, a, a, everyone should be working towards the betterment of the group in a situation like this, or, or, or at least uh, that's that's kind of uh, the goal, I guess. But I, I just thought it was interesting. Just a little thing I thought about, hmm. you know. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Nicole your... had to leave. I know. She had to leave. Bye, Nicole. But she loved the music. She just wanted to come in and tell us that she loved it. And uh, Michael Lucero says there's a reason for why Jack thinks how he does. Of so course I, there is. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get that, rev- that revelation eventually. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to talk a little bit about Jin's magic sushi. Uh, his, I love Jin's his, magic his, sushi. his little food dish here. I, I felt kind of bad for him. 
and them, him and his wife in general, because, you know, he's just trying to be useful. He's trying to find a way to help out, you know, for the betterment of the group, like I was saying before, I, by making these, li- I, I, I think it was sushi. If it wasn't sushi, it was some sort of like little it, it was, Korean it, dish. It was, I don't know. It looked like he was getting like clams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It but was, at least he knew how to do that. It was definitely seafood or seaweed or something like that. But he See was, something. he was trying to make food for everybody for sustenance. And, you know, he, he, the first person he brings it to, Hurley, just laughs in his face. Like, I, I thought, I thought, uh, you know, Hurley was supposed to be the nice guy here. And he, he yeah. just, he, he almost mockingly laughs at him. Um, which is, a really, really kind of mean thing to do, Hurley. Mm. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't. Th- I still think Hurley's the nice guy. Obviously, he is I just the nice thought. Guy. I just thought it was a bad reaction on Hurley's part. I mean, maybe, but he, like he even says, he said he's so hungry, but he's not that hungry mm-hmm. to eat that. And you know, that was probably just his reaction. Is like somebody's like handing him like a raw fish to eat. That just it's just so ridiculous in his head. Yeah, I was also wondering if uh, you know when he finally does find someone who's willing to eat it, Claire. Uh, does it cause? Prego. Yeah, does it cause her baby to kick? Does it bring her baby back to life, or is it just a coincidence? Because I know there are elements of the supernatural in this show for sure. Oh. I and so I don't know. I, I was kind of curious if it was just a coincidence or if there was um, a, if there was something going on okay, with the with the food dish. I do not think it. Has- necessarily is a supernatural about the food dish but there are certain things that you can eat and drink if you haven't felt your baby kick for about a month though it's pretty or for a day Mm -hmm. it's pretty normal once you're hitting that um eighth month to not feel the baby kick because they run out of space yeah you know you get a little scared with all the stuff that's going on but the fact she shouldn't have eaten raw fish probably not because of the mercury and stuff right right so bad maybe the baby (laughs) was going no but no! then again, you know, she's been in a plane crash. Right. It's probably the this least This is the least of the concerns. Yeah, mercury poisoning. Um, <laughs> that little problems. bit's gonna not, not going to be the end of the world yeah. either. Um, yeah, so there's that. I yeah. don't think it – think it was just this the sushi and the fact that it was something different mm-hmm. um it probably it had you know different texture different temperature all of that sort of thing that's the type of stuff mm-hmm. that makes babies cake yeah and it could have been feeding off some sort of like old wives tale kind of thing too like i i, I don't know because there's a lot of old wives tales like that like oh if you if you want a boy baby eat this or if you want to have your baby yeah. cake eat this if you want to induce labor eat this and some of it, some None of, of it's true work. yeah some of it's true some of it's not but it's it's all kind of mushy okay but i overall i do feel bad for for jen and his wife in this situation they're stuck on the island and they they can't talk to anybody they can't communicate they can't even help really because they can't communicate enough to help and you know obviously there were a couple moments there where it was obvious it's not it might not be the healthiest relationship in the world there's some weird power dynamics going on there you're being very very polite yeah well i'm just saying we we know almost nothing at this point like like, about them in particular I mean, we we can't understand what they're saying. Well, no, because in the first episode, they were subtitled. Oh yeah, which is um, I have a thing with that too. Like where it was he basically told her, "Where I go, you go. You follow with me. You stay with me. You do this with me. You don't talk to anybody. It's mm-hmm. us versus them." That was his mentality. And then he's walking around giving people food, which is a little weird. Well, it might might have been sort of a change of heart too. Maybe he, at first he was like nothing very- about him was soft. Maybe at first he was very defensive. He was very defensive by the strange group that he found himself in. And then over, he he realized that, you know, they were going to be there for a while. So maybe he thought, hey, maybe, maybe I should uh, try and make some friends, you know, try try and reach out, try and feed the fat man and uh, have him laugh in my face. Okay, so here's my opinions. 
Are you done with yours? Oh no! I was nope. well. I was just going to say, you know, I, I don't, I'm not. It did, doesn't seem like they have necessarily the healthiest relationship in the world. Uh, but it, it, I mean, there there could be. It, it could just be a matter of the situation they're in. Uh, but I hope uh, they draw. If nothing else, this brings them closer to each other since they're basically all each other has on the island right now. You know, like if there is pro, or if there are problems in that relationship, I hope this situation brings them closer together and helps heal that rift. That's all I'm saying. And now on the other side of the coin is Anne Marie's opinion. Okay. Okay. I find them absolutely positively the saddest pair on the island. Um, no one at any, neither of them at any point looks happy in any way, shape, or form, even Mr. Controlling Man. <laughs> um, he's so controlling that his wife just looks terrified and devastated. And mm-hmm. like her world is literally about, like she almost wishes she'd have died on the plane is what she looks like to me instead of having to deal with him. Mm-hmm. Like the dad, Michael, because subtitles thankfully told me his name because I was trying to see if they would subtitle in subtitles. No, it just said Korean. I was like, well, at least I know their origin. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes looking for his son and you know, she, you could tell she wanted to help and she tries to do something Mm -hmm. and her husband barks at her for her to button her sweater Mm -hmm. and it was only one but like you you couldn't even see any like there was nothing oh yeah and of course then we have kate over there bathing in her underwear Mm -hmm. i and i you know with uh the wife looking on right uh but yeah and again i i'm not i don't sit- think looking on she was going to tell her something like like i said i i definitely feel like they they don't have the healthiest relationship especially from a western standpoint i but uh, like i i mean context is everything their social context there is everything too and i i think you know there's still a possibility that there, there's real love there they're just they they don't have modern attitudes about the relationship yet and i'm hoping this situation i'm hoping their arc is is them coming from old world, old, you know, uh, gender dynamics and things mm-hmm. like that to, to coming to a more modern place with it and a more loving place with it. I, building on a foundation of love that might already be there. Which again, we don't have any backstory yet. I'm just spitballing. Okay. Um, I will give him props for knowing how to find food in the ocean and helping you know the baby kick and her reaction and his reaction to her reaction of making him feel the baby kick. That mm-hmm. was fun. That was cool. Um, I liked seeing him uncomfortable. That, <laughs> that made me happy. Um... I love the wife's act of defiance where she, as soon as he walks away, like not even, um, acknowledging her basically and unbuttoning her top button again. Mm Um, let's see. Um, so hashtag girl power. I give that. Um, but my opinion is actually the complete opposite of yours where you hope they come to a happy place. I hope she smacks him, walks away and learns English and making, makes friends (laughs) on the island. Mm -hmm. Uh, because he doesn't have the, whatever about him like he just doesn't seem to want to like it just feels really weird with how much he pulled away and how he looks very negative to suddenly be walking on giving people food mm-hmm. like that didn't seem like within character stuff i don't know it was really weird well see i like in michael says uh michael uh, lucero in the chat room said that uh they have one of the best stories so i have a feeling it's mm. it's complex on both sides of the, the equation like where they where they started where they're going i i imagine 
imagine that it's definitely going to be an interesting story to watch. And I think we're both going to end up being surprised by it. I'm in, sure. In several different ways. And Always. I, 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 you know, I, I'd like to, I, I can't wait to see where we are, like, say, mm. in another 10 episodes when we know. So February. Yeah, when we know more about them and we know uh, more about their past and, you know, where they are within the island structure to see if we still feel the same way on it. Right. You know? I think that would be very interesting. But okay, so let's see here. Uh, we're, we have more points, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Amory, why don't you? We are actually going to tell you about our Patreon. We totally are. Patreon now. Hi. Why don't you tell them about that? Hi, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash universebox. Universebox. And it's a way where you can make a monthly donation to make our shows awesome and fantastic. We good? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right now, we have two weekly podcasts, Legends of Gotham and Greetings from Storybrooke, as well as a series of specials on our Universebox brand, I guess you could say. Yes. Um, Bill and Bobby Hawk did something about with Bob and David and Mr. Show. Mm-hmm. We recently did a live stream date, a double date with um, Elizabeth and her boyfriend. Which, by the way, we're looking for more people, more couples yes. to do that with. So if you're a couple and you want to do a, a live double, stream double date with us. We're all about that. Yeah, let us know. Universeboxshow at gmail.com. Yes, please. Um, but Patreon, like I said, it's a monthly donation. You can start at 10 cents. You'll get a bunch of rewards. Yes, I'm still working on the stickers. I, mm-hmm. you know, there's issues um, in my world. And look, if we get to 300 dollars per month we'll, we'll do, do a lost podcast which well, we're doing right now obviously we, we need to wait. revamp the patreon page yeah we're gonna be doing that um, shortly but you we just did another movie commentary this past mm-hmm. week for teenage mutant ninja turtles the original and it was fantastic i was out quoting bill and everything <laughs> um but yeah so look into that patreon.com slash universe box yeah and we want to thank our 35 patrons who are currently giving us 218 dollars a month you guys are the best awesome we love you wonderful uh we we are indebted mm-hmm. to you forever and ever. Patreon.com slash universe box. Another Anne-Marie says she'd be more than happy to do a double date. We just have to Bye. find her a boyfriend first. Okay. Canada? Somebody. <laughs> well, he's in Canada. I know. That's why I was like, he's in Canada. <laughs> uh, an angel just joined the chat room. Hi, angel. Angel. Uh, we love our chat room, by the way. If you can ever make it uh, to a live chat, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of fun in there. Live at Universe Box. Okay. So, Saeed's plan. Saeed. In this episode. Feels like a bad plan to me. No. No. If it, it, it uh, on, on its surface... It seems like a good idea, but strategically, you know, thinking fourth dimensional chess feels like kind of a bad plan. I'm going to point out the cons to this plan. Okay. Okay. First of all, it's high risk with low reward. I, you know, hike through the forest up a steep mountain on the off chance there's a ship passing by somewhere nearby, maybe. With limited battery on the radio, there's so much to lose if they fail. If, if, you know, for some reason they don't make it back to camp. One, they lose the radio, which, you know. But the battery's already almost out they have to take the but risk they might they might find another battery they might have somebody who knows electronics how are they gonna find a battery there's a bunch of stuff laying all over the all over the beach from the plane i there might be someone there who can figure out how to take like the plane's battery and hook it up to this radio and have an infinite power supply i think saeed is going to be the one who but, can do that type but of if stuff. they but if they lose the radio out there on this mission up a hill th- no one's going to be able to do that there's not there's going to be no professor to 
you know, wire the radio back up. Uh, they're going to potentially lose members of their party if they fall, if they get injured, and Man. they're stuck out in the jungle. You know, and, and they, 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 there's a fair amount of them going out there. There's like five people. Yeah, five people. No, six. Six? Yeah. Because there, there's the the rich kid. The rich kid and his, gro- his sister. <laughs> his girl. See? You felt it, too. You felt the creepiness, too. You almost said his girlfriend there. Yeah, but and sister. Because that's what I thought it was. The Sawyer, first Kate, and Saeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Charlie. Yeah. So, yeah. Six. Yeah, six. So, yeah, six people. That's a pretty substantial uh, a, a amount of the group. And, you know, also going out there like this, uh, they, they could definitely alert natives or others to their presence, uh, and which, you know, might not be a good idea at this point because they, they don't know who those natives, what their motives might be or any others uh, who might be listening for radio signals, what their motives might be. It seems like it's just, a, like I said high risk low reward for a ship maybe passing by but it's not a ship like that signal that's like the black box signal that goes out to planes any airports within a not just a small radius Mm -hmm. like any planes that are going to fly over are going to catch glimpse of that why wouldn't you at least you don't know you have to try you're stuck on an island mm -hmm. yeah it's high risk but you know what everybody who went knew the risk they were were willingly taking it i'm just saying uh you know again it feels like people are looking for and i mean again they're a day in right now but they're looking to temporary solutions when they should be looking it feels like like they should be looking for permanent ones, ways they the group can sustain and, you know, hold itself together mm-hmm. until help arrives, until very obvious, very easily accessible help, help arri- arrives, you know, help they can get their attention or whatever. You know, and uh, I, I'm just going to say that the group that went mm-hmm. is really probably not the best group to have gone on such an important mission, too. Uh, Shannon, for one, is doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yes. She feels like a, uh, a like a liability because of what her brother said. But if she wouldn't have gone, they'd have no idea what the message was because it was in French. I know, and, and so they wouldn't have known it when they walked when they went back down because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been able to pick it up down there. Yeah, ultimately she did prove useful, but uh, the way she presented herself to Kate and Saeed uh, at the beginning, I wouldn't have let her go. I would have because because she felt like a complete liability. But you never know how strong somebody can be until you let them prove themselves and she got to prove herself Mm -hmm. and it took her it took everyone pushing her she did ultimately and it was ultimately a good thing that she went i'm just saying from the perspective of the characters who didn't have the benefit of knowing the end of the episode you know from the perspective of the characters it was probably a mistake to let her go as far as i as far as uh you know how things shook out it was great that she went you know Mm -hmm. also charlie uh, bringing the junkie to scale the mountain seems. I know it, it felt felt like a really bad call for him to volunteer himself for that though. Like I wouldn't if I if I was high on heroin, I uh, which I'm not for the record. I I would not want to be handing off the side of a mountain, a, and I would also not want to be part of the party going out to try and use the radio to seek help because mm-hmm. I'd be a complete liability. And even if I, I but he's not thinking of that he's a liability. The the thing is though, like I I mean. He, he needs his fix and everything. I get that, but he 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 he's he's putting the entire group at risk by going. And he doesn't it, care. it seems, like, yeah. I'm just saying, it seems like a very selfish move on his part. I if I if I I were 
what I wish he would do is I wish he would just be honest about his problem because then one everybody would know he could stay back he he wouldn't feel the this compunction to go and no one would let him go anyway he could stay back at camp do what he can to help there even while he's getting high or whatever and not put it he's putting the entire group at risk by volunteering to go on this trip but they had no reason not to let him go on this trip I am not saying they did because he went on the last trip and he did just fine yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm not saying they did. I, I'm not saying that they have the foresight to know what's going to happen in three or four episodes when this inevitably comes out. You know, yeah. I'm just saying that that I think I think Charlie should have been more responsible, especially considering his own. It's his own life on the line. You yeah. know, it's but not, the pretty girl asked him if he was going, so he went. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, you can't, I, I guess you can't really trust a junkie to make completely responsible decisions anyway. Right, but I mean. But I, I kind of wonder uh, what, if Charlie did reveal himself, uh, do you think Jack would probably take the drugs to help the marshal? Or do you How think. How's that going to help the marshal? Pain management, uh, for one. It's pain, but that wasn't really ever his concern. His concern mm-hmm. was more antibiotic. Yeah. And I don't know anything. I don't imagine heroin is an antibiotic. But, but, but you know, pain can cause stress. Uh, and stress can help keep keep, yeah. keep you from healing yourself and everything. Yeah. And it, it just actually because I've been rereading the Dark Tower series, and uh, there was a situation where uh, Roland the Gunslinger was in a pretty bad way, kind of like the Marshal is in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone passes him uh, through a magic door; it's complicated, uh, but passes him a, br- a bunch of heroin to mm-hmm. help himself get through it until he can get some antibiotics and stuff like that. So I, I kind of kind of feel like uh, you know. Ma- Maybe that's what's keeping Charlie from revealing himself because he knows that they'd probably take his heroin, although... I don't think they have any reason to take it. I mean, I guess for the pain management of the other guy, but... Yeah, pain medication and stuff like that. But again, by the same token, if they take it, he's going to go through withdrawals. And and that's a bigger mess, honestly, than mm -hmm. the dude being in pain Mm -hmm. because it's ugly. And in all reality, um, asshole Marshall isn't going to die from the pain where Charlie could die from coming off of the heroin. Mm. And Angel brings up a good point in the chat room. Uh, in normal society, there's a whole thing of usually not wanting to admit that you do drugs. So I, I'm guessing uh, he's not going to change that. Although the thing is, they all know he's a musician. And there's less of a stigma around drug use for musicians in particular. So, I mean, I think I think he could he could do it. Mm. Um, he, he could he could probably make that revelation. Mm-hmm. By the same token, I can totally see for several reasons, least of which all is other Anne-Marie points out his crush on Shannon yeah. and Michael Lucero and a couple mm-hmm. other people. Uh, he doesn't. So, But overall, I feel like Saeed's plan, while it might work out okay, and it hasn't caused any big grief so far. It's up to that poor bear. It's, it's still, it still didn't seem like the best plan for long-term sustainability of the group until help does arrive. So you know? what do you think they'd have done? This is completely off. Well, it's not off topic, but it's not on the thing what would they have done if sawyer wouldn't have had the gun and a polar bear was charging them keep running <laughs> that's basically all you can do right yeah but how do you all run a polar bear in where did the polar bear come from oh anyway? i'm sure they're they're all laughing in the chat room i'm sure like yeah they're probably like oh yeah in bear we- island i believe or bear village <laughs> um he helicoptered in he was French. He he he, he was French Canadian. Sorry. He he rode a piece of the North Pole that broke off due to global warming all the way <laughs> to the island. Ooh. 
Okay. Well, we've kind of already talked about this a little bit. Hurley. I love him. You like Hurley? Of course in my notes. Of course. Of course in my notes I started calling him Tiny. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Wrong show. Wrong show. Hurley. Hurley. One of them would have probably been mauled, which means it would have been Shannon. Yeah. And did you read other Amory's as if you can outrun a polar bear? Exactly. Thank you. Well, Sawyer at least had a good head on him then. You know, he was like, I'm not outrunning this. I'm just going to shoot it. Yeah. But then the other problem is he used a lot of bullets on that thing because, well, it's really big. Mm -hmm. And who knows how many he connected until it was really close. So you were talking about Hurley. I was talking Hurley, wasn't I? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that is. Um, Okay. His gentle demeanor and how he always – he just wants everybody to get along. He's a kind soul – and apparently I typed the exact same sentence again. Um, he's literally <laughs> done anything that was asked of him except tried the magic sushi. And I hope good things happen for him. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely, like I said, I, I had my issues with how he, he treated a sushi guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I, I do like his character. Yeah. And uh, he, he is definitely the nice guy. He's the voice of reason. I, in the group right now, stereotype, stereotype, stereotype. Basically. But yeah, yeah, I like him. I, 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 ho- I hope he does well. I hope he does well. And honestly, I'd have had the same reaction if a guy that I had no idea what he was saying handed me a plate of food. Mm-hmm. You don't try. I mean, if you can't talk to the person, I'm not eating whatever he's given me. It's not prepacked. <laughs> I didn't see him actually cook it. Your turn. Yeah. Oh, my turn? Yeah. I thought we were talking about Hurley. We were. We didn't even mention the fact that he passed out on top of that dude. But he did what was asked of him. He did. Even though it was like he literally did anything that was asked of him. And he said, I'm not good with blood. I'm not good with blood. I'm not good with blood. I just felt bad for jack having to having to move him especially when he you know yeah i know uh, we know monica i know i just uh i lost it on my notes and i i didn't want to be wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you though uh for she said Jin is sushi guy's name Ish. uh but yeah i felt bad for jack because i i think he had the dude's like vein open or something didn't he yeah, yeah they, was, they, was you don't want to have to lift a, a big guy off of a smaller guy while you're you know blood going everywhere and everything right. okay so Big headline in this episode, the big, like, shocking lust thing at the end of the episode is the voice on the radio, the French woman and the guy going four, seven, two, I forget what the exact numbers were. 16 years or something. Yeah. 16 crazy. years. 16 years. Uh, but uh, I, so I'm wondering with this voice on the radio, is somebody still on the island? Is the person who, no. who was broadcasting that message still on the island with them? If so, how has she or he survived for 16 years? Yes. How has a battery on anything? thing lasted for 16 years very that true. was actually my bigger concern solar i was like power? wait a minute did they get did they get shipwrecked with uh some solar panels that's like 25 years past from now and we're still <laughs> trying to get it like as a normal thing at houses yeah that's not happening very true i i don't know like uh it depends on the type of person who got stranded i mean if they were if they were some sort of engineer electrical engineer the professor they yeah, the, the professor, professor and Marianne. Maybe it was the professor and Marianne. Marianne just happened to be French in this version. Wow. Uh, and also, I, I'm kind of curious as to why uh, the trans- why is the transmission being counted? What what is the purpose of counting the number of times this message has been transmitted? So that the person who picks it up knows how long this person's been stranded and how long they've been looking for help. And almost that might make it worse because. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer it's going, the less chance you're going to go investigate, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So that, that seems counterintuitive to mm-hmm. getting picked up. You, you'd want that sense of urgency there. You, yeah. know, you know, so uh, it's kind of interesting. I And I also uh, wonder if this is going to end any efforts to send out a help message since the signal well, from the French woman is so strong and overtakes 
the signal they were trying to send out. Right. That's the thing. They can't send it until they end the other one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So I'm wondering if this if this is. Oh good, no. I'm wondering if this is going to terminate. You don't get the answer to this question till the end of season <laughs> three. But I'm wondering if this is going to terminate any efforts to try and reach out beyond the island. And hopefully, if, if anything, I, I'm thinking that maybe we're going to see more long-term thinking instead of short-term. We're going to get saved thinking, as we've seen in the first two parts of the pilot, you know. Because yeah. I, I think at this point, it's kind of hopeless to get any signal out there because they can't overtake take right. French counting woman man signal. So I, I think hopefully we'll get some more long-term thinking. I, okay, so uh, you you had one last point you wanted to bring up here, Amory. Um, Walt the Wonder Boy. I love this kid. <laughs> he actually seems to be by far the most together of most of the people on this island. But... Oi, this poor child. He has been through so much. As guy with the orange in the cut um, tells him, man, you've had <laughs> a rough lock, um, a rough month. Like his mother dies, then his father, who he mm-hmm. pretty obviously doesn't really know. He finds a comic book, but it's in Spanish. The probably the worst book. thing that happened to him. Is that it was in Spanish? Yeah. He probably can read in Spanish. Most people know <laughs> some sort of Spanish. Um, Let's see. Puts him on a plane to move him to his new home, and then they crash. And all he wants is the comfort of his dog. And when he goes looking for it, he gets yelled at. <laughs> oh, I hope it doesn't take him long to find his puppy. I want, the, I want him to find the puppy. Well, I think his dad's going to go looking for it. Probably. Oh, I'm sure his yeah. dad is, but that's not going to end well. I feel like that will not end well. I wonder what the secret is that Locke told him. I know. It cut away. Yeah, I'm sure it's that's probably going to be another one of With those mysteries zoom in. that we don't get an answer for for a while. But why tell the kid? I guess maybe... Because the kid's the smartest one. Maybe. Or yeah. or could be uh, more... Tr- he, he thinks the kid is more trustworthy for some reason, maybe because of all his hardships or something like that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And we're going to find out more about it when we watch episode three, which in is... In a couple weeks. What's, what's episode three called again? I have no idea. You could ask the chat room. They probably know. I'm Googling it. Okay. Um, yeah. Episode three is Tabula Rasa. So uh, What does that mean? Tabula. It means Tabula Rasa. Helpful. Thank you. I, w- I will look it up. I Thank will look you. it up. I know nothing. This is this is us watching Bill Google thing. The mind before it receives the impressions gained from experience. Oh, my. The unformed featureless mind in the philosophy of John Locke. Oh. So a need or opportunity to so start. So perhaps we shouldn't have looked that up. No, I think it's fine. Okay. A need or an opportunity to start from the beginning. Because, yeah, if, if anything I remember about the series, from here on out, we're, we're, what we're going to be getting is we're going to be getting backstory for each ind- individual character as things are progressing on the island. So it's going to be kind of like once. Oh, Like goody. once upon a time where, you know, you have the backstory giving context to what you're seeing happening in the modern day. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm assuming... As long as they don't start putting time cards at the bottom, then I might rebel. <laughs> but I, no, I, I believe that that's a big part of it. Oh, uh, no. But yeah, they'll. They, I, I'm guessing next week is probably John Locke. Uh, so that'll be fun. It'll be fun, definitely. Okay, so arbitrary scale, Anne-Marie. Out of 14 bags of toilet heroin, how many bags of four toilet heroin do you give this episode? Um, 11 bags of toilet heroin. Why? Because it's toilet heroin and that's weird. Um, <laughs> no, I, it was a really good episode. I just, I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm mm. left wanting more. I'm very much left wanting more. That's good. So I'm interested. So now our, our, this next part almost seems like it should have like a new title. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Michael Lucero any- gives it uh, thirteen point nine bags of toilet hair. I feel like that's going to be his rating for all of them. Thirteen point nine ish, or, or somewhere, somewhere between relative to yeah. that. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a uh, twelve bags of toilet heroin. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I don't know. I think mainly because Hurley laughed at Jin. Wait, how many? I'm sorry, I missed thirteen. Thirteen. I heard you, and I just it yeah. Didn't I, th- register. I think I think it deducted one episode because uh, Hurley or one bag of heroin. Yeah. Heroin? yeah, uh flush flush uh one he, bag he of heroin down the it. toilet. He didn't he didn't get the chance. He didn't get the chance. Nope, cuz crash. And uh, let's see here. We also have a Poke Canada gives it 9. Angel T gives it 13 out of 14 bags of toilet heroin. Other Emory gives it it's 9. De- but uh, Angel says it's oh. definitely interesting and it pulls you in and I want to know more. Yes. And Other Emory 9 bags of toilet heroin. It it is a confusing episode when you first watch it and too many questions. Yep. Okay, uh now we we were a little concerned you that know, we weren't going to like this. That we weren't going to like it. We've liked it so far. It, that could change any day now. But we <laughs> asked our, our good friend who you've heard us mention several times, Michael Lucero, to uh, record some voicemails for us, talking us down if we wanted to back out and be like, okay – we're not so lost anymore. We're so, out of it. Yeah. So if you are not feeling so awesome about Lost, perhaps Michael's voicemails will help you talk you down off the ledge and, you know, keep mm-hmm. you on the island. Okay. Take it away, Michael. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Probably voicemail village. I thought it'd be useful. Guess what? I just <laughs> called into a podcast. <laughs> Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Michael again. I'm really glad to see you decided to keep going with Lost. Uh, It's kind of weird to call in just about uh, part two of the pilot since I've always watched it and thought about it as one episode. Um, So I know you wanted me to keep going with the whole thread of why you should keep watching the show. Um, So I'll try to stick with that. Uh, One of the things uh, I love about Lost is the way it plays with uh, time and the flashbacks. Uh, early in this episode, you hear Charlie's fingers tapping on the armrest in the plane uh, for a while before the scene cuts to showing him doing it. Uh, so there's kind of an ambiguity as to whether these flashbacks are just a narrative device to fill us, fill us in on characters' pasts or actually uh, memories that they're having. Uh, probably both, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the awkwardness between Son and Michael. I think it's an example of something that Lost does really well especially in season one, which is to effectively and realistically depict interactions of people who have little in common, who are all complete strangers and yet are forced to interact and cooperate. Uh, so the unique relationship that strangers have to each other is something that I think Lost excels in. Um, I think the the fight between Sawyer and Saeed is an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of going on there. I think Lost was the first show after 9-11 to have an Arab and specifically Iraqi protagonist. Mm. Uh, the way it sets up expectations, um, you know, Saeed being a threatening antagonist and uh, the American character uh, being more sympathetic and a protagonist. I, I will say that I did notice, I and it may, I don't know if I picked up on it uh, for the first part of the pilot, mm-hmm. but this, I there were definitely a lot of things that made this feel like, you know, just a few years after 9-11 kind of show. Yeah, too. it did have a... Like, like playing on the whole fear of like a plane going down and like Michael was saying, the whole thing with Saeed and mm-hmm. the terrorist thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely got a lot of those kind of parallels and I'm sure yeah. it probably builds out from that more as it oh, goes sure. along. And it takes that and it immediately reverses those expectations. I think that's typical of what Lost does in season one with uh, character arcs. We're already seeing them doing this again in, in this same episode with uh, the pretty f- female protagonist who seems uh, brave and uh, compelling, but we find out she's actually the criminal. 
Um, by the way, did you notice how skillfully Kate changed the subject uh, to the transceiver mm-hmm. uh, after they found the handcuffs so that nobody was talking about that anymore? And why what, she was trying to talk Jack out of uh, helping the marshal out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Um, another thing... Um, I thought I'd mention was that comic book. Uh, did you notice the animal that the pol- that the uh, well, I accidentally uh, said it already. <laughs> so uh, there's a polar bear in the comic book. Very interesting, don't you think? Um, I'm sure Bill liked that scene. I looked it up, and it seems like the issue that Walt is reading is uh, a Green Lantern and Flash comic book. So it was interesting in seeing if uh, Bill uh, recognized that one and if if he's read it. I did. I don't know if I've read that particular issue. I feel like I might have. I feel like I might have. I also feel like maybe I haven't. Um, So lastly, my favorite character in any TV show ever gets his first speaking line in this episode. The scene where he explains backgammon uh, to Walt may seem like filler material, but it actually has huge significance for the entire show. Yeah, that felt very uh, kind of metaphorical to me mm-hmm. uh like you know light dark you know all, uh, black white uh yeah. you know pe- two face off everything i uh, yeah that definitely felt like a big almost thematic thread that's going to be pulled through the whole season um so right now as as of this episode we have two mysteries what is the monster and what's the deal with the french transmission mm-hmm. uh actually there's three mysteries um and it's the la- the third is the last line of the episode when Charlie says guys where are we and um the you will find out more about some of those mysteries before you find out about others but um Anyways, it's 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 so great. It's it's such a good story, even for a pilot. You've got so many uh, role reversals and things like that. I would give this episode uh, episode nine point nine out of ten Spanish comic books found on the beach. <laughs> uh, can't wait to hear the podcast. And as always, thank you, Namaste, and good luck. Thank you very much, Michael. I Namaste we appreciate you, that. Sir. And we we I know we have two more. Two more from if if you if you if you have some time. And you want to go ahead and start sending us a couple more just uh, so we can keep trucking. But I think actually um, what I've noticed in the chat room while Michael was talking is that our podcast is actually giving some people an incentive to watch it. And they're watching Good. it along with us. Excellent. So like, like Bobby, who has been lurking because he's on his phone <laughs> instead of his computer, um, said that he liked the first season, but the second season lost him. So hopefully, That was me too. Hopefully. and But then Michael said that the first episode of the second season was the most confusing. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that'll help everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, teamwork, guys, teamwork. We've got this. Let's, you know, you build the hut, you <laughs> cook the food, you do something with sushi. Mm-hmm. We've got that. Um, you know, like I think we've got Angel, who's, you know, um, where was it? This podcast gave me incentive to watch it. I tried watching it once before, but it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. I think there's, um, you know, we have our obsessors, uh-huh. and then we have those of us who haven't quite gotten there. Mm-hmm. And I like that we're all coming together collectively and this is fun hey there's another lurker that's been in there all night hello joel definitely and uh there's a oh and joel doesn't want to spoil it because he's another hardcore fan like michael yeah if you and if you have any reactions to anything we've said or uh you want to talk about an episode after you've watched or whatever uh, you can always send in feedback like michael does yes uh to universeboxshow at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 424-274-2352 one thing i did want to mention out uh before we uh get out of here is that 
that Michael Lucero mentioned in the chat room that uh, that that the uh, episode aired on on, on the same the same date as nine eleven. No, uh, or, as, oh, the cra- as no. the crash. As the uh, crash which, in the show, it was which 922. was nine twenty two, which uh, he thought was interesting because it kind of parallels nine eleven because right. eleven plus eleven is twenty two, and they, there's a bunch of stuff with numbers on. Uh, yeah, there's rumor has it a ton of numbers, mm-hmm. and that we keep making references without knowing that. <laughs> There's references. There are certain characters who I can't wait for Bill and Anne Marie to meet, but they don't appear until season two. So I guess we have to at least make it around there. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Anne Marie, where can people find you online? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone, and it should be on my lower third now. Yes, we have new lower thirds across the network. I love it. We haven't even talked about it. Mm-hmm. The lower thirds, finally, like people actually know how to spell DeSimone, though, everybody in the chat. And I also updated the lower thirds to have the appropriate episode number, too. You really did that while we were on air? Yeah, I did. You're a little crazy. I am. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do, including Greetings from Storybrooke about Once Upon a Time and Legends of Gotham about, well, Gotham, at universebox.com. And uh, you can uh, find a website for this podcast Coming by the soon. time you're listening to this podcast podcast that you've downloaded off iTunes at we'reSoLost.com. So I guess that about does it for now. Uh, if you're listening to us in real time, we'll be back. Oh, go ahead. We'll be back uh, next time we have two. a break from Gre- – yeah, like – In two three, or three weeks. Two or three weeks uh, for another episode of, of uh, this show. So uh, yeah. until next time. Oh, uh, what do we say? You had it on – it was – wasn't it there? No, it's not there. It's not It's not there. Uh, so, 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 we, so we'll see so you next lost. time. I don't know what's going we, on. We're we so lost. We, we are so lost. Obviously. Obviously.